Honeybee, this movie was fucking amazing. <laughs> Godzilla versus Hidora? Yes, Godzilla versus yes. Hidora. Yes. It's so fucking good. Oh my gosh. Uh, not everybody feels that way. What? Really? There are people in this world that think this is a bad movie. They are objectively wrong, and you should not be friends with them. One, two, three, four. Monster movie. Fun time, go! 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 With Precious D and Honey Bee. Fun time, go! Welcome, <laughs> welcome, friends and neighbors, to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. I'm your host, uh, Precious D, <laughs> and I'm your host, Honey Bee. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this this movie like fried my brain. I almost said I was Honey Bee. <laughs> funny uh, today we're going to be talking about godzilla versus hedera also known as godzilla versus the smog monster from 1971 but before we get into it i just wanted to mention there's a new kaiju movie on netflix called troll yeah it looks it's great it's not your typical kaiju in that it's based it's in norway it's norwegian and it's based on Norwegian mythology, not Japanese mythology or whatever. <laughs> not that Godzilla's mythology exactly, but <laughs> I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but it looks really good. So. Yeah, it looks so good. And you and I have a mutual friend who is immigrating to Norway eventually. I, I can't wait to hear what she and her husband think about it. Who? Oh, I think I know who that is. So, uh, yeah, maybe after we see Troll, we'll just do a brief review. Obviously, once we get to the year 2022 in this show, we'll do a full in-depth thing on it. Yeah, baby. It looks so good. I'm really excited about it. But today, we're in 1971, and we're talking about Godzilla versus Hedera. Hedera. It's in color. It is 85 minutes, directed by Yoshimitsu Bano. Oh. Because... Because we made it. We're in a different era. Well, not not quite. Aww. We're still in the Showa era, but Honda-san had abruptly retired. Oh. Subaraya, I believe, had passed away. Mm. And the producer was still around, but... To uh, Tomoyuki Tanaka, but he was sick in the hospital. Damn! <laughs> so he was not overseeing Mr. Bano, Bano-san, at all uh, during uh, the production of this. And thank God for that. Yeah, it is fantastic. I don't have a budget, but I know it was small. The box office, 300 million yen. Featured monsters are, of course... Godzilla, or Gojira, and Hedora. Godzilla is his normal height, 50 meters. Hedora is 20 to 60 meters, depending on what form he's in. And the death count is 524. Oh, damn. 
We will not see Hedera again until Godzilla Final Wars in 2004, although he will appear in some video games. Nice. It stars Akira Yamanouchi as Dr. Toroyano, Hiroyuki Kawasi as Ken Yano, Toshi Kimura as Toshi Yano, Keiko Mari as Miki Fujinomiya, <laughs> Toshi Shiba as Yokio Kuchi, Yoshio Yoshida as Goai, a fisherman. Uh, I'm not going to read the rest because they're just the army guys and some policemen and people we don't care about. <laughs> but uh, Haru Nakajima is Gojira. Shout out. Again. And Kempachiro Satsuma is Hedera. He will eventually play Godzilla. Oh, really? That's interesting. That's cool. Yes, but not yet. You got to do your time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this movie is incredible and bonkers and experimental and awesome. So awesome. Which is why some people why some people don't like it. I don't get it. What 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 didn't they like about it? Like the politics of it or what? I don't know that it's the politics specifically cuz it's got an anti-pollution theme and who can, mm-hmm. you know. No, we should pollute more. I think it's just so stylistically different oh, okay. than what had come before mm. that they just didn't know what to make of it and kind of very grim and cynical. Boo! But to me, it's actually the most like the original Godzilla because it's about something. <laughs> I keep meaning for us to play a little game called What Is It Really About? Oh, that's cool. I like that. But in this movie, we don't need to play that. Yes. Yeah. No guessing. No it guesses. Is not, it is not at all subtle. <laughs> I mean, as weird as it is, this is basically a children's movie. And there's even parts in it that seem like they're trying to be very educational because like, mm-hmm. they'll show something in outer space and then they'll tell this is the Horsehead Nebula. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This is whatever comet and, you know. Yeah, some movies kind of try to be subtle about their theme. This movie is not being subtle at all. Totally. It opens up with sort of a James Bond theme song credit sequence with a pretty lady singing right at the yes. camera. Yes! Oh, the eye contact. Rao. Yeah. Well, there's these, you know, images behind her, and she's just singing about the world is... Full of chemicals that we've pollution and cadmium and stuff. You know, she lists all these chemicals that uh, we've been dumping into the ocean, and it treats us to give it back. Well, she tells us that all life is destroyed. It's as if she's singing from the future. Mm-hmm. Not that all life is going to be destroyed, but that everybody's dead and all life is destroyed. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) I don't know how, but I had never seen this one before. Oh, wow, really? That's cool. Yeah, and, and I have owned a physical copy of it for 
several years now and just hadn't got around to it. You know, wow. uh, put it on the shelf, meaning to have some kind of marathon and go through them in order and just hadn't got around to it. But now, of course, here we are a marathon in a way. Oh, that's amazing. I'm so glad this is the first one that we had both like not seen. So that's great. Yeah, I had not caught it on TV as a kid or anything like that either. I just, you know, had totally missed it. Wow. So, yeah, and I was just like, whoa, this, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. I'm so glad that you loved it so much because it's, I, I, like, several times in my notes was like, this is officially my new favorite Godzilla movie, which not that I really count all Monsters Attack really as a Godzilla movie. I just want to throw it out (laughs) there, okay? Yeah. But yeah, this is definitely yeah, my I favorite. Think, I think this is the best one since the first one. Yeah, same. Uh, uh, though there is plenty of nonsense in it. Totally, <laughs> yes. Certainly things that don't quite make sense, but that might be part of the filmmaker's point that they don't make sense. It's hard to say. Uh, but <laughs> during the song, we do see a bunch of pollution and stuff floating in the ocean and dead fish and things. And then as the song ends... There is a broken clock floating in the sludge with no hands on it that chimes just as the song ends to let us know in a less than subtle way that time is up. <laughs> and we we start off with a little Panchito. Yay, Kenichito. Who, who I'm going to argue is perhaps not a Panchito but is maybe a new thing. Oh. I may have to go back and look and see if there's one before him. Tell, tell me why. Ken, they just call him Ken. They don't call him Kenichi. Mm-hmm. They call him Ken. And in fact, he says his own name is Ken. It's not just the subtitles. He says Ken at one point when he's signing his poem, his letter. His, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. We'll get to that. Because Ken is... Not a hot-headed dumbass who goes charging into places he doesn't belong. Uh, oh my god! Rescued. I can't believe you. <laughs> he is a very responsible, intelligent young man who just happens to be where things are happening and tries to warn people. But he doesn't just go off half-cocked and climb into. <laughs> elevators and submarines (laughs) and hot air balloons and god knows what trying to just fix it himself he helps in the attempts to fix things Mm -hmm. but he is a child who knows he's a child and needs help from his parents but also tries to help his parents so he is the responsible version of the panchito (laughs) so I don't know if that makes him a separate thing or just a variation um, on the Panchito. Very interesting. But I like him. Good. Well, I'm glad you liked him. Yeah, I appreciate him. But it starts off with him just kind of playing by himself with Godzilla toys. Yay. Yeah, I was a little shocked that there was Godzilla toys. Yeah. I th- Well, I mean, it. it's weird. that. I mean, this world, I don't know if this is a little bit of um, Gamera 
influence yeah I w- in? that's exactly what i was thinking like coming right off the backs of back of gamera i kind of felt like this had a yeah. little bit of that influence especially with yeah. like how kind of like the little animations and how we saw kind of things that made it kind of seem like it was geared toward children it does seem to be geared towards children but mm-hmm. There's so much other weird shit, too. It's hard to know. Yeah. But the whole idea that Godzilla is a friend. He calls Godzilla a superhero mm-hmm. at the beginning. A Superman. Yes, a Superman. The idea that he's going to save us and help us rather than just stomp all over us. Mm-hmm. We've been moving slowly in that direction. But now, at least in this kid's mind, Godzilla is a hero. But he has Godzilla toy, like two different Godzilla toys. And we see in the background he's got a King Ghidorah toy. Mm-hmm. And a couple of other ones. I didn't make note of all the different ones, but it looks like he's got several of them. And he's just got a little slide, and he's running the toys down the slide. <laughs> and his mama calls him in for dinner. Mm. Get cute. Oh, and we, something we haven't been doing is is making note of when the monster appears in the film. Mm-hmm. But Hidera appears in the opening credits immediately. Yeah. Even before the song starts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did write down that it took uh, Godzilla 12 minutes to appear in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I did too. Because <laughs> okay. once I made note of Heather, uh, I had to make note of Godzilla. Kenny finds some, let's see. I made, I actually made notes this time because it was just so. Because it was so good. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to write down my thoughts. Yes. Give it to me. So apparently Ken's father is some kind of marine biologist mm-hmm. and his mother is a teacher. So some fisherman, whenever he finds weird shit, which he's constantly finding now because the pollution's <laughs> so bad, he says there's no point in fishing in the whatever bay anymore. It's, mm-hmm. it's There's nothing but monsters. He's brought them some new weird fish and we see a bunch of other ones in jars behind him that the guy has brought in. And it looks like kind of like a giant tadpole, like a foot long tadpole. Yeah, I thought it kind of looked like one of those like uh, like sucker fish, you know, like the sucky ones that you put on the they like, like clean a, the tanks. Like a leech. Oh, 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 yeah. Like an algae eater kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it doesn't have any eyes or anything. It's just a mm-hmm. just that shape. Yeah. Big mm-hmm. tadpole fa- shape thing. I've got the summary here from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. But it just kind of jumps right into things and doesn't. It doesn't give doesn't give the goods. Yeah, so uh, Hedera is, is starts off microscopic, and then different ones join up, and it gets bigger and bigger. I don't. Know, we we just cut to a lot of um, we see a lot of reports on the news. The structure, like as I said, the style and the structure of this is just so different from the other ones. Mm-hmm. So like the family, we we see in the film we see uh, Hedera. On the TV, five minutes and 22 seconds in, the family's watching the TV and there's a news report about it. And uh, it's attacking a ship or something. Mm-hmm. And then there's kind of reports coming in of multiple of it attacking different places. There seems to be more than one of them. And then we have a scene of Ken finding on the beach, finding dead sea life. Like he cracks open a, a clam or an oyster and there's nothing inside of it. Mm-hmm. And the crabs are dead. Yeah, we see and like a lot then, of skeletons, like little skeletons yeah. everywhere. And there's a diver who apparently is Papa. Papa! Uh, his father, Papa, who gets attacked. Oh, and 
and Kenito. But first, before the, <laughs> before the diver, Hedera comes up out of the water in front of Ken and... And he slices so tries his to ass. Attack him. Yeah, yeah, it kind of jumps over him and he just puts his knife just up and cuts him. Ganks his ass, prison style. Yeah. <laughs> but his, it brushes his hand and it burns his hand a little bit. And then, oh, it's so sad. He's standing. Papa's been down under the water too long. And mm. Kenny's standing there going, Papa. Screaming Papa, for him. Yeah. Come back. So he gets attacked underwater somehow. And I thought he was dead, but then we cut to him alive. All bandaged but up. Bandaged. Yeah. In mm-hmm. bed at home on the floor. Just because that's the old fashioned Japanese way of doing things, not because. It's not that they can't afford a bed. Is it is it old fashioned? Isn't that still isn't that still how it is? Or I don't know how I don't know how much it's still done. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of Western stuff is influenced. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people have actual beds in Japan now, mm-hmm. but I don't know for sure. They might still just sort of roll out the bed on the floor and then put it away during the day. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I haven't been there, uh, but I, you know, when I see things on TV and stuff, sometimes it's like that, and sometimes they have an actual bed a mm-hmm. uh, western style bed anyway he's yeah he spends a majority of the film lying in bed bandaged up but yeah. he gets up every now and then to do some experiment every time he, he gets, he gets up, up to, to do some important figure shit. out what <laughs> yeah and his wife's always like you should be resting he's like i'm trying to save the world honey <laughs> trying to figure out this shit then they intercut these animated scenes which is so I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, but the style of animation is is you know it's not typical anime. It's its own style, and it'll show Hedera attacking a city or something, or or the pollution or whatever. And during one of these things, Ken is reading is what I think might be a haiku, but I'm not sure. It seems like a haiku. <laughs> And it's not at all clear, like, is this a, an assignment in school? Is it a letter he's written? Is it a poem he's written about Hedorah polluting? And uh, does he mention Godzilla in the poem? Mm-hmm. He says, yeah, he says, he says that it would make Godzilla mad if he knew. That's it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we polluted everything and now Hedorah. So the thing is, Hedorah seems to... <sighs> it's a little confusing because it seems like... The pollution created him. I think he but just also, eats it or like absorbs it. But he it. also, right. He also feeds off of it and it makes him bigger. Mm-hmm. But then later in the film, it's indicated that he came here from space. But in the beginning, there's nothing to say that he came here from outer space. It just seems like he's a mutate. He's a result of the pollution mutating the fish and the life forms and stuff. And now he's feeding off the pollution and also causing it. Yeah. He, well, cause he's a big sludge. Well, he has different forms, but he's a big mm-hmm. sludge monster who emits toxic fumes and flings shit everywhere. Yeah. And just destroys stuff, but also consumes the pollution. But he doesn't consume it and make it go away. He consumes it and makes it worse. Yeah, and there's this one part, too, where it looks like he's, like, huffing the pollution. Like, he's just, yeah, like, getting stoned off the Yes, I, I thought you might interpret it that way. I'm like, oh, honeybee's going <laughs> to 
see this as him choking up on a big old bomb. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. He, he climbed, he comes up, because eventually he comes up onto land. First he's destroying ships and stuff in the ocean, but then he comes up onto the land. The police don't believe it. They're like, what are you talking about? He's a, he's an ocean, he's a water monster. Mm-hmm. So everybody in this movie is kind of incompetent, except for Ken and his father. His family, degree. yeah, his family. The director had a very small budget on this movie, and he had combined, some say he had to combine, others say he chose to combine. The drama department and the effects department normally would have been two different units doing their work separately. He had to combine them into one department. He had a very low budget. As I was watching this movie, I'm like, this movie seems like a very small movie. There's hardly anybody in it. It, We don't really see the huge crowds that we normally see Mm -hmm. or the big conference rooms full of military people or that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And that's partly because of the budget. I noted at one point that the army attacks uh, Hedera off camera. <laughs> we just hear a news. We hear a news report on the radio. The kind of thing normally that we would see of the tanks rolling out and making with the bang bang and being useless is just summed up on the radio mm-hmm. by the announcer saying the Japanese defense force <laughs> tried to fight him and were unable to do anything. AKA we did not have the budget for that scene. Yeah. Also, we see Godzilla burning up all the garbage, but it turns out it's Ken dreaming this. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> we get a reprise of the song, of the Give It Back <laughs> song, as Hedora comes onto land and uh, tokes up on the factory smokestack. Yeah, smoke them if you got And em. then I have uh, 22 minutes and 47 seconds in Godzilla rise for real not in Kenny's dream or anything he actually shows up and then we see that the reprise of the song is actually being performed by a woman in a club I thought this was interesting because she kind of is like a hippie babe right like and I was like I was like wow was the 70s like just the time for hippies in every country yeah wow very cool it's like okay hippie babe there was definitely uh you know they were we were exporting our culture to the rest of the world uh, particularly japan because of the occupation and all of that so you know they had latched onto rock and roll earlier and now they're moving forward as our rock and roll develops so does theirs and we're getting a very yes yeah, sort of psychedelic groovy thing going on and yeah they're yeah, copying our baby. fashions uh there Love. will come a time when we maybe copy their fashions a little bit but right now they're copying our fashions so yeah there, this is some kind of nightclub with a hippie cool hep cats hanging out and she's performing in like a skin tight outfit and face makeup meow uh, with a full band and one of the guys in the audience is having a bad trip <laughs> because he started as she's singing the song about the garbage and the death and the giving all back and everything. He starts hallucinating fish heads and all the rest of the patrons. I love yeah. this scene. I love the fish heads. And it does seem like he is, you know, he's not reacting well to this. He, it does seem like he has taken something mm-hmm. and is reacting badly to it. 
we don't see him. I don't know. It's hard to know in this movie, though, if we're supposed to believe that he has actually taken drugs and is hallucinating or if this is all just meant to be symbolic or a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. But of course, being a kid's movie, we don't ever actually see anyone consuming any drugs. Yeah, I I was like, (laughs) I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I love it. (laughs) Yeah. I really like the fish heads. Yeah, he's definitely having a bad reaction to what he sees. And then Hidora sort of attacks the club a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or a little bit of him seeps into the club. It's so weird. It reminded me of the blob. Same. It was totally the blobish. Oh, yeah. The sludge starts coming down, oozing down the steps of the club, and everybody kind of screams and backs up. But then it's like, nah, just kidding. But, <laughs> yeah, and, like, then sucks back it up. retreats. It retreats. And leaves a kitten behind. Oh, a little sludge-covered kitten. Neko, in Japanese. Nice. Uh, yeah, he looks so cute and pathetic, just sitting there on the steps, covered in goop. So that everybody leaves the club, and it turns out the guy having the bad trip and the woman performing are together. They get in a car together, and it turns out they are a couple, and. As they get in the car in the distance, they see Godzilla, and one of them says, Godzilla, let's get closer. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I know he's kind of the good guy in this movie, but it's still a bad idea. He might step on you by accident. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Godzilla gets stuck in the goop. He and Hidora are fighting. And he gets stuck in the goop. And then we see another cartoon yes. with a factory mm-hmm. sort of eating. These claws are coming out of the factory and grabbing up all the plants. And so the factory's kind of eating the plants. And then Hedora comes and eats the factory. Yeah. <laughs> and the radio tells us 35 are dead, 81 injured, and 322 buildings destroyed. Yowza. Then we find out that... This couple has a connection with Ken and his father and everything. And it turns out the the young man is his uncle, mm-hmm. his mother's brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are their even what are their names even? This is one of those m- movies where some people's names don't really get s- the 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 singer is Miki and the uncle is Yukio. So uh, Miki and Yukio come over and they're talking about what the father's discovering and everything and they're talking about how Hedora inhales factory smoke and <laughs> Miki suggests that that might be a good thing he'll clean up the environment and he's like no no the problem is then he exhales sulfuric acid <laughs> so that's a bit of an issue and he just sprays shit everywhere yes like yes. just goop literal just goopy shit <laughs> But we see that he just sort of exudes these acid fumes so that he passes by people and they just collapse and some of them turn uh-huh. to skeletons and and things and they 
start choking. At the, at the very least, they start coughing and choking. But if he gets close enough, you just turn into a skeleton. Mm-hmm. And here, here's where we get them talking about uh, Hidora being from outer space. And I'm like, wait, what? Did we see <laughs> him arrive from space, did we? Negative. Uh, and But then the young couple has decided to take Ken to the amusement park. Yeah, let's just go ride a roller coaster. You know, it's been quite the roller yeah, coaster right. of a day. Let's yeah. just go process all this with some fun, some chosen yeah, trauma. Yeah. <laughs> the world's not over yet. It's perfectly safe to go outside. The door is not around right now. He was here yesterday, but he's not here today. So let's go to the amusement park. So they're on a roller coaster. Ken catches a glimpse of Godzilla and says, oh, Godzilla's here. So that means Hedorah must be close. Mm-hmm. Ken has visions and psychic premonitions and stuff. He appears to have mental powers. Yeah. At one point, Godzilla like sends him a telepathic message that he's close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is some weird shit. And it's also not clear whether he has powers of his own or he's just a open receptor to whatever's mm-hmm. being sent. Who knows? Yeah. Because he doesn't send any messages back to Godzilla. He just right. sees messages. I kind of felt like this this was a little Gamera inspired too, even though we don't actually see like the kids communicate with Gamera. Like he usually would just uh-huh. show up, but it still kind of felt like this was like kind of a little bit Gamera inspired just because Godzilla is all of a sudden sending this message to this kid. Like, hey, uh, yeah. I- I'm on my yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, the adults don't really believe him. Throughout this, though, his father listens to him and believes him. When he suggests something or when he tells him something, his father's like, oh, that's a good idea. Let's try that. But his mother tends to be rather dismissive. And when he tells his uncle and and the girlfriend that he saw Godzilla and Hedorah must be close, they just kind of ignore him. So he goes and finds a phone booth to go call his father. (laughs) And now... Hedera has developed a taste for cars. Yeah. <laughs> He's coming down. The, he do, he is nearby. The kid was right. He's nearby. He comes up the street and just starts eating everybody's car. The couple have to get out of their car and run away. He's like, mmm, pollution. Nom, 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 nom. But there's a scene in the, 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 oh, this is so good. It's because he's got the munchies. When, okay, sorry. Well, no, that before that, as part of it's part of this whole sequence. But Ken's in the phone booth, and then something there's a noise or whatever, and the glass in the phone booth is shattered, and Ken is gone. You know, there's a, like a cutaway and a noise and a cut back, and we see the phone booth glass broken, and we don't see Ken. And I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> yeah. But then another shot, and we see he is ducked down. Mm-hmm. He's just down where we can't see him. And his father's like, hey, Ken, Ken, are you there? And he, and he picks up the phone and, and then looks up and sees, oh, crap. Oh, <laughs> the shit. Window broke. The window broke. I'm here by myself. Um, so this He's is, this is one time boy. he ran off by himself. Yeah, he did run off by himself, but not to try and get into danger, to try and warn his father of the danger, because nobody would, would listen. This is when the fumes start just killing people as he passes by them. Mm-hmm. The poison gas knocks out Godzilla. The fumes are melting flesh off the bones of people. Ken gets a little close. He comes running and then sees some people fall and goes back the other way. So he gets a little too close for comfort. But because he's, you know, a little genius, he, he knows to 
<laughs> Cover his mouth and to run. Then we get another little cartoon telling us that anti-Hedora oxygen masks are for sale. <laughs> which are then shown to be useless. These two ladies, two pretty cartoon ladies are walking down the street wearing their masks and they meet each other face to face. And he passes by and they both just turn to skeletons and die. Because it's going to burn. It doesn't matter if you breathe it. It's going to burn your flesh off your bones. Ugh. Melt your face off, baby. So then there's a report that Southwest Fuji City is destroyed. 1,600 casualties. 30,000, over 30,000 injured. Damn. And somebody says something that indicates Hedora is nuclear powered. That he's what? Nuclear powered. Oh. I don't, I don't remember. Well, there, there's like a point where um, Ken and his dad are talking about, like, he's like, do you know what, what is it, atomic bombs are? And he's like, yeah. yeah and yes. he's like, t- kind of t- like, this describes that to him, the H-bombs and yes. such. And that Hedora's got, is like that. Mm-hmm. He's powered by that on the inside or something. <laughs> and they're, they're trying to come up with a solution and... They still have parts of that original little slug. Little tadpole thing, yeah. Yeah, that they can are experimenting on. And the father speculates that they could dry it up. And I was like, by doing what? Pouring sawdust <laughs> on it? But Electrocute, they fry pl- his ass. Yeah, if he's going to put electrodes on both sides of him, and this will cause the current to go between electrodes, and this could dry him up. That's his plan. Then we cut to the uncle... Dum dum, <laughs> hanging out with a bunch of his fucking hippie friends. Yeah, oh, goddamn hippies. This movie is very cynical because this movie is not really proposing that the youth are going to save the day. It's kind of proposing that everybody is an incompetent dumbass who doesn't know what they're doing. <laughs> the authorities are useless. The youth are useless. Everything is shit because we've shit all over everything. Everyone's gonna die. And may and only Godzilla can save us, but we don't deserve it or something. <laughs> because this dum dum wants to gather the youth of Japan for a party at Mount Fuji before Hedora gets there. <laughs> Why? Because it's the seventies, baby. Right. But Ken has already told them I mean no one's listening to him, but I think he said that Godzilla and Hedora are heading towards Mount Fuji. And I think even the authorities have projected that that's the direction they're going to probably go in and end up at. So it's a little unclear if his purpose is to have some sort of protest or awareness event or just have one last blowout before we all die. But he seems to think this is going to achieve something. Come together. (laughs) The government does try... Oh, there's this whole... I think we already had it. There's this cool scene where there's all these talking heads on TVs. Oh, I love the squares on the, the screen. Scene. They keep yes. adding more, and they're just saying things about what we need to do and what why is the government do doing? Why yeah, have, yeah. Why haven't they done this? And they keep adding more and more until we can't tell. You know, they're all talking over each other. It's yeah, and kind of thing you just don't see in any other. The fish head people. There's a Godzilla few. Movie. There's a few in there that have like the fish head people. <laughs> Yeah, and in one, I think they do two of these sequences, or, or two close together, and in one of them, Godzilla's down in the corner on one of the little screens. Uh, yeah, but the I government love does try that. to do something. 
the government shuts down all industry. Everywhere. And outlaws cars, at least in the cities. Uh, I think if there's an emergency, you can get in your car. But nobody's supposed to be driving their cars out on the road. So they take rather drastic immediate action, but it might be too late. But then all these hippies, I guess, are going to get in their cars and drive to Mount Fuji for their fucking party. And they're going to play their guitars and dance their bonfires. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it reminds me, see, the, when I was younger, I thought I wanted to be a hippie. And then it's, it's not a matter of selling out. It's just a matter of realizing that hippies are maybe a little ineffective <laughs> in achieving their goals or having goals. It's like... Cartman, Eric Cartman once said as he was waking up from a nightmare Hippies, hippies they're everywhere, they want to save the earth but all they do is smoke pot and smell bad <laughs> You have to actually do something it's not enough to sing about it it's not enough to meditate about it it's not enough to smoke pot and think about it you gotta actually do something like but these throw kids a aren't party gonna actually do on Mount Fuji <laughs> Yes, that is their that's, that's their, their contribution something. to the effort. Well, so, they're like, we're all going to die anyway, so let's just go out like loving each right. other and partying. Eat, <laughs> eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. <laughs> so, oh, and they also mentioned that Hedora, we haven't talked about this much. He has different phases. He's gone through his oh, water yeah. phase, and then his land phase, and now he's moved into his air phase, because he starts fucking flying like some sort of trilobite <laughs> spaceship he's kind of a manta ray kind of a trilobite shaped uh, spaceship now i also Just love that around. we had this like really classic um i feel like scene for us that we haven't had in a while where it's a bunch of guys in a room showing sketches like colored in sketches <laughs> of the different phases uh, of hedora and i was yes. like yes classic oh it's a i've missed uh, this they're, they're sketches on the wall. It turns mm -hmm. out we're just seeing them real close, and then it pans out. It appears to be a TV interview where where somebody's explaining to the host and the audience about the different phases. And then there's a question mark. What will be his next phase? Mm -hmm. They assume he's going to evolve further. Then the movie shifts into black and white. Dun, dun, dun. As the youth sit around in the grass, and our main hippie, Yukio strums a jim croce song okay it just reminded me i thought he was gonna start singing time in a bottle or something it, had, it just had that general feel of a jim croce song and then suddenly shifts back into color as he sort of declares it's time for good vibes he just jumps up like let's fucking party yeah <laughs> So it goes back into color, and they start playing some more upbeat music and light a goddamn bonfire. Yeah. Because that's going to help with the pollution a lot. Let's put some more smoke into the air, you goddamn idiots. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, some hobos grimly observe the festivities. Just these, these grim, almost dead-looking, older grubby faced people are we don't know are they homeless are they nearby villagers are they the spirits of the dead we don't know what they are <laughs> just sort of watch from the bushes expressionless as if to say 
these goddamn hippies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or just to, 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 they bear silent witness to the nonsense oh going on. Gosh. Now Hedora is 200 feet long. He uh, passes by, we, we cut back to the family's house and he passes by and fucks up all the shit. Like you Father's do. laying there in bed. Father's laying there in bed, and his fish tank that had live fish in it is all mucky now. And they're all and, dead. Uh, yeah. Death and destruction. This is where the J the Japanese Defense Force attacks off camera at this at this moment, <laughs> and Ken gets a telepathic message from Gojira, and there's a roar, and our our final fight is beginning. Yeah. And, uh, the the I should mention the uh, the Hidora suit is the biggest one they've made so far, and it's amazing. It and looks he, really good. He, yeah, he is a big sludge monster at this point, but standing upright, and apparently it was just coats and coats of paint to give it this slimy, drippy, gooey look, and it weighed about two hundred fifty pounds. <whistles> and. Wow. They're facing off like a couple of sumo wrestlers. They're sort of doing that sideways. They're they're sizing yeah. each other up and doing some sideways sideways step like a couple of sumo wrestlers. And Godzilla looks um it looks a little skinny in this one. I thought his his neck looks a little bit longer. His arms look a little bit longer. And he kind of does this like right here like this like he's like getting prepared to fight. Like this, like, yeah. and his well, arm movement is a little bit different, I noticed. Part of that might be because they've been using the same suit for several years now, mm-hmm. and it's beginning to wear out. Mm. <laughs> it's beginning to look a little ragged. Uh, I did wonder, I'm like, is someone else in the suit? But no, it's the same guy we've been seeing, so maybe he's just getting a little older. I'll not, I thought I thought the movement was better. Years. It was better in this one. Okay. Like there was more of it. Just it just did strike it just struck me as different. Yeah, definitely different. Moving differently. Mm-hmm. Though that could also be a quality of the suit getting old that it's not mm-hmm. moving the same way that it used to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh the hippies decide they're going to help by throwing torches <laughs> at Hedora, but that <laughs> doesn't do any good of course. If the if the defense force <laughs> shot tanks at it presumably and didn't do any good. Uh, we do see at this point we actually see some Japanese defense force uh, in a minute setting things up. You know, they have a fight They have their fight and Hidora appears to shit God- all Zilla over and Godzilla drop him into Mount Fuji and then shit on him. Yes, that's exactly what I said. It's all over him. <laughs> he dropped, He seems to drop him in a hole, and it looked like he sealed him in, but then he pours goop on him. So I guess he didn't seal him in completely because he is able to crap all over him. Put you uh, a helicopter comes out of no... I, <laughs> I think I missed part of somebody's plan. At some point, the Japanese defense force has decided that the answer is to drop oxygen bombs mm-hmm. on Hedora. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I which is what they're doing right now, but I missed the part where they decided to do that unless there unless there was no such part. There it's was possible. No, there was a part. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. They explain it. They it explain why like... why they think it'll work and all of the things. Okay. I might have been taking a note and I looked away. Mm-hmm. So a helicopter comes out of nowhere with a big bomb underneath it, a big spherical thing full of oxygen, I guess, but gets shot yep. down. <laughs> like it drops you do. It's oxygen bomb. It does no good. Uh, and we see the Japanese Defense Force setting up these great big electrodes. And Mother arrives driving Papa in the back of their little sort of station wagon kind of hatchback thing. I, I, he is still in bed in his pajamas, but in the back of the car now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he, I mean, he was burned pretty badly. He had a, a really bad chemical burn over and uh, may have lost an eye. So he gets out to supervise because it's his plan. The power lines are down and a Jeep gets smashed. Godzilla steps on it, I think. Oopsie. I wonder if Godzilla stepping on a Jeep is like one of us stepping on a Lego. Like, oh, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It does seem like he does it by accident. He wasn't trying to kill this guy in the Jeep. They're just incompetent, so they got in the way. And Hidora is shooting lasers now, and then Mm -hmm. Godzilla did what I thought looked like maybe it was meant to be an Ultraman move to try to block it. Oh. He does a little gesture with his two forearms, and one of them kind of crossing the other, and I was like, is he trying to do an Ultraman block? Is this a little joke that they've thrown in? I don't know. Cute. So (laughs) they start setting up the the electrode plan but they're having problems because the power because <laughs> the plane and got shot knocked down. Out of the power lines <laughs> the, well the plane got shot down well that was that was there are two different plans there's a drop in oxygen bombs and there's a setting up the electrodes but the monster fight knocked out the power lines so they're trying to repair that which is a good other like classic moment that we've kind of missed uh for a while is the power, power lines. lines yeah yep yep so the helicopter two shows up with a second oxygen bomb. I think he's running a little late and the general or whoever in charge is like, Oh, that idiot. Cause at this point that plan's gone and we're trying to do the electro plan. And then this fucker shows up late with his oxygen bomb and he's like, no, that's the, uh, and then he gets shot down. <laughs> Don't be late. Moral of the story. Be on time. Yeah. So they do a whole thing with, you know, of course, the monsters, the the electrodes are in one place. They can't move them. So they need to get the monster to conveniently walk between them. So what do they do? Trying to lure Another it. classic. Yeah. Flash their Flash lights. Flash the lights. lights. either attract or repel monsters, depending on the needs of the plot. Yay! So they... <laughs> They do. So, yeah, there are some old fashioned elements in this. They just yeah. all appear in different ways than they normally do. Which I loved. So, they, they flash the lights of the Jeeps to, to try and lure Hedora between the electrodes. And it seems like the plan works at first. And Godzilla approaches. Still having some problems. He's gotten out of the pit, I guess. Gotten the crap off of him. <laughs> and the <laughs> the electrodes uh, zap Hidora, and he seems to have dried out. And then Godzilla goes over there and 
rips his balls out? <laughs> well, first, so he, he he puts his fist through his body mm-hmm. and pulls out this sort of this this mm-hmm. sphere. And at first, I thought he's ripping his heart out. This is what's that's what know, I was thinking. No, well, that's what I thought at first. It's kind of a, it's is it not quite glowing. It's sort of silvery, and it kind of. I'm not sure if it's really glowing or just the lights shining off of it. Mm-hmm. But then he reaches in and pulls out a second one, and I was like, "Wait, did he just pull his balls off? Because he's got two of them now. He's two balls in his hands." Well, some some animals have more of, than one heart. Maybe he just had more than one. <laughs> it's a perfectly spherical heart. <laughs> He just and then rips he holds his them space out. balls out. Yeah. He holds them out and then uses his atomic breath to activate the electrodes himself. Yeah. And this fries this fries the, the two balls and they turn into <laughs> dust. Claire. But then <laughs> But then it turns out he's Hidora's not destroyed. His flying form rises up out of the goop and goopy remains of the giant sludge form and flies away. So here, this part here is maybe a reason why many Godzilla fans hate this movie. Lame. Not a good <laughs> enough is, reason. This is... Uh, because it's a, you know, if you thought the little Irish jig he did was maybe a bit too much, this next part, some people are mad about it. I was just a little confused. I was a little confused, but also, why didn't you do that before? And also, is this more Gamera contamination? What Godzilla does... Do you want to describe it, honeybee? No, please. You're going to let me do it? I'm going to let you do it. I would love to hear oh, you describe okay. it. He, he starts shooting his atomic breath <laughs> and kind of curls his tail and his butt up and his legs underneath himself, cur- curls himself in a ball as much as he can and shoots, uses his atomic breath as a jet to fly and his arms are the way his arms are out and like the kind of the ankle that they show you it really kind of looks like a little camera ish he doesn't spin around in a circle but but also gams hasn't spun in a circle in the last like maybe like two or three films so yeah yeah so uh he uh, and I, I wrote down here trying to show up Gamera, mm-hmm. so that may be. So Godzilla flies now, but he flies backwards. He has to fly backwards because he has to shoot out <laughs> the ray from his mouth to to blast himself. Uh-huh. Um, because you know, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. <laughs> He's using science here to to use his breath as a jet. I believe I can fly. <laughs> but it does look a bit silly, and it's something he's never done before, and I understand why people could have been upset. But that's because they're not appreciating the film as a whole. They're yeah. just looking at that moment and saying, I, I don't argue that this is stupid. But it's not enough all of these to movies, destroy the film. All of these movies, yeah. All of these movies have stupid shit in them. Yeah. But there's just, the, the rest of the film is just so... 
amazeballs. Good and, and different. And uh, so he he uh, catches Hidora and brings him back. Mm-hmm. He said, not my house, son. And puts him, puts him between the electrodes, powers him up again because the army is incompetent. They can't power them themselves. The plan's not working. Mm-hmm. It's only working because he's adding his atomic breath to the electrodes, which is... I don't think really just shooting atomic wep- uh, breath at electrodes causes them to power up, but, you know, <laughs> it's Godzilla. But baby. it's fucking Godzilla, baby, so... Yeah, so he... Oh, my God. He starts... He, he brings him back. He dumps him between the electrodes, starts just pulling him apart into... just tearing him piece to piece just yeah literally tearing him to pieces just reaching through his skin pulling out chunks of him and throwing it around so that he can then power up the electrodes and just fry all the little bits and turn them to ash as the give it back song is (laughs) Uh, it's a variation of it it's like the men's chorus Mm -hmm. version uh, I can't remember now what the word was, but there's a there, there's this one word that the subtitles are translating as "give it back." So they're singing this one word o- over and over again, as he just destroys this other monster. Uh, so then we get sort of a full reprise of the song from the male chorus as Godzilla leaves and Ken comes by with the girlfriend question mark yeah uh yeah it's not it's not it, he's not with his mother or his uncle or his father it's the singer uh miki she she seems to be the one that's brought him he's at the party i i, I didn't mention this they've decided to bring him to the party uh even though he's warned them all godzilla's coming <laughs> they brought him to the party he seems to be kind of enjoying himself while the music is going on, but he seems to be hanging out with Miki as um, Yukio is performing music. Mm-hmm. So the two of them run up to the hill to wave to Godzilla and say goodbye. And then we... Oh, damn it, I need to look this up. Hold on, I'm going to have to uh, cut part of this out while I... Look it up. Look up. Do your thing, baby. Okay. Uh, Ken. Ken waves goodbye and says, "Sayonara, Gojira, sayonara." As Godzilla leaves, and then we cut to a shot of the painting under the wave off Kanagawa, also known as the Great Wave, which is a famous Japanese painting that you have seen. If you think you haven't seen it, you've seen it. Uh, Hokusai under the wave of Kanagawa. Is Hokusai the painter? Oh, I don't know. From from the series 36 Views of Mount Fuji, which is where they are, Mount Fuji. 
It's in the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Yes, Hokusai is the artist. You've seen this painting, but I've also seen this painting with like Godzilla inserted into it. Posters or t posters or t-shirts or stuff. Um, in the making of the did you ever, what is the movie? What? What's the movie? Uh, the 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 fish fucking movie. That's not a fish fucking movie. It's <laughs> what? What are you talking the, about? Guillermo del, Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> that movie. Um, with the with the deaf girl. Yes. Oh shit! What is it? We're gonna have to cut all this shit out. <laughs> The Shape of Water. The Shape of Water. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. I, I never saw it, but I really wanted to. Okay. Okay. Um, so, I'm going to cut all that. Okay. Uh, I saw I saw a making of The Shape of Water, mm-hmm. and they had recreated this painting on the wall of the woman's apartment and then painted over it so that it's just sort of implied, hinted at. You can just what? sort of kind of see it subliminally. So, you don't see the actual painting they you kind of see it through the paint and the wall in the background to just imply this painting. Hmm. Anyway, we cut to a shot of that painting and then a title card that says will there be another the end. Will there be another? There will not because <laughs> the powers that be were not happy with the final result. I'm so uh, sad. Of this movie. I'm Mr. So Bono sad was in a that. little bit of trouble. Yeah. When uh, Tanaka-san got out of the hospital and saw the final product. He's like, he what, said, the, what fuck the fuck did fuck you do? Is this? You have ruined Godzilla, he said. <laughs> no. Uh, it was so good. The, the, movie was, the movie was not as profitable. It didn't lose money. But it wasn't as big of a hit as they had hoped. And he wanted to make a sequel with uh, Hedorah again, but in Africa this time. But uh, he uh, he was not allowed to, and he never directed another Toho film and was direct, demoted from director to producer. Damn. Uh, I don't think he... I don't think he ever directed a feature film again. Holy shit. But he certainly didn't for Toho. Wow. But I read somewhere that he was an executive producer on the legendary pictures American Godzilla films. Oh, so he's still working. He's not, you know, homeless on the streets trying to direct short films for some spare change. He's still producing stuff. But uh well damn, that's so shocking to he, me. Let's see. He he directed a TV series called Ninja the Wonder Boy in 1985. Uh. And this was his first feature film and his last feature film. He was assistant director on a bunch of stuff. And before this, and on one thing after this, has a few writing credits, and then was a 
as I said, an executive producer on those uh, recent ones. Although he passed away in 2017 at the age of 86. So he is listed posthumously as a producer on King of Monsters and Godzilla vs. Kong. But, uh, so I don't, that's weird that he was a posthumous producer. So maybe he had done some pre-production work. Mm -hmm. You know, those movies take forever. Or maybe it was just a courtesy. Who knows? Uh, yeah. King of Godzilla, King of Monsters was dedicated to his memory along with Haru Nakajima, who, as we know, actually plays Godzilla in 12 of these movies. Yeah, baby. So I think the real, what is this really about? The real lesson of the movie is that the solution to pollution is atomic power. <laughs> the solution to pollution is atomic power. Oh, I don't think shit. that was anybody's intended <laughs> theme, thesis statement of the film. But it is Godzilla's atomic breath and atomic <laughs> powers that save the day. And... Uh, yes, people are scared to death of atomic power mm-hmm. because if it goes bad, it goes really bad. But most of the time it doesn't go bad and it spews a lot less crap in the air. The impact on the environment from other, some other forms of power, you know, certainly like coal is cumulatively much worse than atomic Power. And atomic plants are a lot safer than they were back, you know, when Three Mile Island... Well, you don't know when... You weren't around when Three Mile Island... <laughs> there was a big disaster in a Japanese power plant, but I don't know the details of that. The thing is, if they're, if they're maintained, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. If they're maintained and they use the latest technology and developments and things, you get a lot of power out of them without that much pollution... There is a problem with, you know, the leftover stuff, but there's also a huge problem with all the oil we're burning and the coal we're spewing in the air, and that may be a more immediate problem. I don't know. That's this is not a alternative forms of energy podcast, but <laughs> uh, atomic power is an option that maybe we should be exploring more. Rather than just continuing to burn shit and spew it in. So, honeybee, what is your rating oh. for Gojira Tai Hedora? Gojira Tai Hedora, five stars for me. This is my favorite uh, Gojira film so far. I loved it. I loved so much about it. The costumes were great. I thought that the monsters looked amazing. The monster fights were amazing. I loved the um, symbolism and the... I loved that it was geared for kids. So there was like that, like you said, educational stuff. And it was so good. I also loved how there was so many little classic things that we saw that we've kind of been missing the last few movies. We haven't like seen very many of those things that we saw almost every movie in the beginning. So it was so good. I enjoyed it so much. Five stars for me. I loved Hidora. 
I thought Hidora was, like, so cool, loved the whole, like, sludginess of it. And we did watch the a short um, from 2021. Yes. Yes. So that would have been the 50th anniversary of the release of this movie. Oh. Uh, so at, yeah. So at, at G-Fest, the big Godzilla convention in Japan, mm-hmm. there's a big one here in America, but there's also one in Japan. I think they're both called G-Fest, and I believe it was the Japanese G-Fest, but I won't swear to it. They (laughs) premiered a little short film just to commemorate the 50th anniversary of Godzilla vs. Hidra. And it's like, it's on, no, it's not on YouTube. The other, the Mm -hmm. other one, next week's movie, there's one that's on YouTube. This one we had to find archived on the internet. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you can look it up. It's just called Godzilla versus. It's, it's like five minutes, so so worth it. Please yeah. do it. It's so good. They look. All, they look I mean, so it's just good. A fight. Right. It's compute. It's CGI. It's just a quick little fight. Great it's camera very much angles. Observed. Yeah, it's a, it's as if you're watching from the street level. So a lot of times they walk behind a building and you can't see them, and they come out from behind the building. Yes, but what I was going to uh, say about it was the sound effects of Hidora <laughs> is so good um, in the short because it's like he's very like sludgy and squishy and very like all of these things um, that he was really in, like in this first movie and I loved it. I loved it so much. This is for sure one of my new favorites. So glad to be back um, in uh, with Gojira movies. I love Gamera, but I was just so ready and so happy to watch a Godzilla movie, and it did not disappoint. I cannot believe that people didn't like this movie because it is five stars, fantastic, highly recommend. Can't wait to watch it again. Looks so good. So good. Uh, Yes, I also give it five stars. I don't know that it's my favorite i think it's my favorite since the original yeah it's the best one since the original totally i think i like it more than the original oh man uh, I-, I would say it's like definitely my favorite since the original and i would say my favorite so far in the series uh let me just find a thing here real quick I also love how angry God's or how mean Godzilla looks in the 2021 short. He just looks like, and I really loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think I saw that this was the last film that AIP distributed. The last, not the last film, the last Godzilla film that they distributed in the U.S., uh, oh, but um, yeah, I what I, I like, I really loved how they, the, they, Bano, the director, Bano, uh, yes, Bano, I really like how he tried to do something new and fresh and different and at the same time take Godzilla back to his roots, to mm-hmm. his original form, because under the 
writing influence of Senichi Sekazawa, who did not write this one, but wrote a bunch of the more recent ones. Mm -hmm. It was getting away from that whole Godzilla being symbolic of anything and it just being monsters monster. fighting each other just yeah. to fight each other. And Godzilla's just sort of being the defender of the earth and not the righteous wrath of the earth come to pay us back for our sins. <laughs> so he tried something new and at the same time something old and got punished for it. Oh, but so sad because it was so good. It didn't. It didn't actually lose money. It just, uh, I think I've mentioned this champion film festival that they start having every year where they would show kind of edited versions of the Godzilla movies for kids. Uh And I guess maybe, I don't know if the new ones were edited, but they would, you know, they'd run a whole bunch of them. Uh And this did not do as well as previous movies at the festival so that is that was part of the the idea that you had ruined uh, godzilla the thing is the next movie made less money but cost less money so had a bigger profit Uh, this movie was way better So, so yes it was it was we'll be back next week to talk about that next next movie godzilla versus gigan which you can see on HBO. Both of these are on HBO. Mm-hmm. HBO Max. Uh, folks, we should have a Patreon by this point, I think. <laughs> if not. If not. Uh, Honeybee and I recorded some exclusive content. Content. For potential patrons the other day, uh, hopefully we'll have edited it by this point. And once we have a single patron, we will put it up there. Yay! And the more patrons we get, the more uh, bonus material you'll get. We're going to try to release, give you early releases of episodes and uh, commercial-free versions of episodes. Um, and exclusive episodes that you'll only get as a patron. So, uh, I will, if, if I've got it all up and running, I will put the link to it in the show notes. (laughs) Follow us on all the social medias. Tell all your friends. Uh, I think that's about it for today. You got anything else to say? (laughs) Oh, I don't think so. I think that is about it. Shout out, uh, to my neighbors who started listening to the podcast. Um, they probably won't hear this for a really long time because they started on number one. But um, yep, it's gonna yeah, it's going to take them a while to catch up. Yeah. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you all for listening. Uh, I have been Precious D. And I have been Honeybee. Remember to keep calm. And seek shelter in basements. And please, don't misuse science. And give a hoot. Don't pollute. <laughs> Littering is unlawful. We won't see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Fun Time Go. Bye! Bye!
You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg. Don't, don't, don't.